What up, what up, what up? Thank you for tuning in to this special episode of the Impact Sports Cincinnati podcast. My name is Chris Asbrock, and I will be your host today. We are going to be taking a look at the trade deadline and what the Cincinnati Reds did to address any needs that they had throughout their, you know, basically throughout the season so far and what they did to address those needs via the trade deadline uh, from yesterday. So, kind of going back at it. The MLB trade deadline was yesterday at 4 o'clock was the, obviously was the deadline. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds have made a few moves over the last couple days to, like I said, address some um, some glaring needs that this team really did have. Um, obviously, you know, when you look at the way the team has played over the last couple, over the last couple weeks, it's been pretty it's been pretty up and down. Uh, they've, you know, sometimes they, you know, they come out and they play fantastic. And other times they come out and they struggle mightily. Well, the Cincinnati Reds went out and addressed, um, you know, some, some glaring needs, especially in the bullpen. Um, so far the list, uh, they, they went out and really made, um, five, uh, they went out and made five moves over the last, you know, over the last couple weeks there, or even obviously before that, or since then, I should say. Um, first uh, move that was made, the uh, Reds acquired uh, Brooks Raley, um, or they sent Brooks Raley to the Astros for a player to be named later. Obviously, that's kind of just moving some um, pieces around, obviously. But, you know, when you acquire a player to be named later, um, you know, that can be anything. Um, they did acquire outfielder Mark Payton from the Athletics for cash considerations. So basically kind of like the same deal here was, you know, kind of Raley um, – being sent to the uh, to the Astros for a player to be named letter. So, like I said, it's kind of about the same situation as the Mark Payton deal for uh, with the Athletics. Uh, then they went out and they acquired uh, right-handed pitcher Riley O'Brien from the Tampa Bay Rays for left-handed pitcher Cody Reed. Um, Cody Reed is one that he was very. Cody Reed's an intriguing player. Um, you know, there's times where you see Cody Reed and you. You know, you you wonder. You know, there's a lot. There seems to be a lot there. Uh, just unfortunately, he just you know he just hasn't got it. You know, he hasn't really you know put a, put it all together. It seems like uh, this year Cody Reed was uh, he was 0-1 on the season with a 5.79 ERA. He did appear in nine games um, and threw nine and one third of an inning pitched. Uh, he did strike out 10, though, in those nine in the third innings. Um, but losing Cody Reed, I guess, is kind of a um, – it's an, like I said, it's it's a it's a good move. Um, you know, you're you're getting – you know, you're bringing in Riley O'Brien, who's the starting pitcher. Um, there, you know, he's – you know, you're, you're going to lose Cody Reed in terms of, you know, any – any big moves on, you know, there right now, um, Riley O'Brien, you know, he's just a, you know, he, he's a minor league prospect right now. And that's pretty much going to be it. Cody Reed. That is a, that was really a move for the Tampa Bay Rays to make that move to go out and get Cody Reed and Cody Reed. I think he's got a, a really good chance to succeed if he continues to, you know, if, if he can continue to develop a little more, uh, the potential is there for Cody Reed to be a great, great pitcher. And that's one thing I think you could see um, play out if, you know, if 
you know, things continue to move forward. So those are really just moves that the Reds made. Those are very, very minor moves. Obviously, you did clear up a spot on the, the main roster there for Cody Reed. Uh, but yesterday, the Reds went out, uh, basically on, on trade deadline day, they acquired outfielder Brian Goodwin from the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim for Packy Naughton and a player to be named later or cash considerations. Now, this was a very interesting move. Um, Brian Goodwin has had a he's had a solid season so far uh, for the Angels. Um, the Angels are absolutely atrocious right now. And I mean, they're 12 and 24 in the season. So you're kind of like, well, one, why did the Reds go out and acquire another outfielder? Um, well, you know, it's this one's this one's kind of weird. But a, a solid depth move, in my opinion. I think that there is a lot here that you could see in terms of the, you know, you, you bring in another set of talent, you know, to help out. Because obviously, you know, you look at the outfield, the way uh, obviously the Reds are loaded with outfielders, loaded with outfielders. And unfortunately, the way that the way the season's played out so far, it just has not played out in terms of what we would have expected for, you know, to see from the Cincinnati Reds. Now, in terms of what you're going to get from Brian Goodwin is, so far, he's appeared in 30 games. He's had 109 plate appearances, so 95 at-bats. He scored 12 runs. He's um, he's amassed 23 hits. Seven of those were doubles. He does have one triple and four home runs. He's knocked in 17. He has walked 12 times. Uh, he has struck out 35 times though, but he is batting 242. He's got an on-base percentage of 330 and a slugging percentage of 463. His OPS is uh, 793. Um, so far, 44 total bases right now. Um, uh, that's, you know, Goodwin's got the potential, you know, to to make some noise with this team. Uh, last year with the Angels, he did. Um, he hit. 17 home runs and he batted 262. So his his five year major league career is you look at it, he's averaging a total batting average of 254. He has hit a total of 40 home runs in his career. He averages his 162 game average uh, is going to be about you know 254, about 19 home runs, 60 RBIs. He's going to provide you, you know, some solid, some solid depth. Uh, right now, at this point in time, that's what we really want to see, you know, from this team. Uh, it's just we need, we need guys to come out and, and play, and play well. That's that's what we have to see, and we just haven't seen that right now. From it seems like the majority of this of this ball club, um, you know, the potential's there that when they come out and play, they can, you know, they can, you know, do some serious damage. Unfortunately, that just has not been the case right now as the Reds currently sit. Uh, I mean, they're fourth in the division at 15 and 20. They're five and a half games back, two and a half games back out of the wild card right now. So, you know, they are on a two game losing streak in their last 10. They're four and six. Uh, they got a minus 15 run differential. And this is a team that is under 500 at home and on the road. You wouldn't have expected that. But this team is, again, just. They're failing to produce when, you know, when it matters. And that's one thing we can't afford to have happen. And that's why these moves are being made. So you see, 
a the move of Brian Goodwin. And you'll see exactly why it's not going to be taking up an outfield spot. Um, as, you know, the Reds did get rid of Josh Van Meter and uh, another deal that was um, that was made. Van Meter can play all over. Um, but he was part of a deal that acquired uh, where the Reds acquired Archie Bradley. So reliever Archie Bradley from the Diamondbacks for infielders, Josh Van Meter, as I just said. And outfield prospect Stuart Fairchild, who... Uh, according to Keith Lee is the or Keith Law, not Keith Lee. This isn't WWE, folks. Um, Keith Law has him as the ninth uh, overall prospect uh, for the Reds. Um, Stuart Fairchild, unfortunately for him, he was just um, he was blocked uh, in a in a you know in that very very crowded outfield. Um, you know that's just what you know that's kind of what you have to expect. Um, you know this was just a move, like I said, to be made. Um, Josh Van Meter is, you know, he's an infield outfield, uh, mainly if he's going to play in the outfield, it's going to be in left field, but uh, mainly an infielder. Um, this year through 34 um, at-bats, ooh, he had, did have one home run, uh, but he's only had two hits, so he's two for 34 on the season, uh, which is a .059 batting average. He has scored three runs and knocked in one and stole one base, so... Uh, very disappointing so far for Josh Van Meter. Um, it's you know things are obviously not playing out like you know like we had hoped. This might be just a change of scenery type thing because uh, Van Meter last year appeared in 95 games. Uh, he was he batted 237. He did hit eight home runs. Um, he was 54 of 28 or 54 of 228. Um, so, like I said, it's an average of 237 on base percentage of 327 and slugging of 408. Uh, Josh Van Meter, like I said, is a, is a player that, you know, I'm perfectly fine with the Reds moving. Uh, he was acquired by the Padres uh, in the fifth round of the 2013 uh, MLB draft um, out of Norwell High School in, in Indiana. So, um you know, when you look at this, you know, when you look at this move, this is a, I think, a great, great move uh, in bringing in Archie Bradley. Archie Bradley is one of the, he was one of the the top Diamondbacks players, um, you know, in, in bullpen arms, I should say, over the last, you know, last few years. I mean, uh, this year was not one of Bradley's best years, uh, but you can tell that the way things have kind of played out, um, Bradley so far this year in, in 10 games, uh, he's 1-0 with a 4.22 ERA. He did amass six saves. Um, he struck out 12 so far through 10 and two-thirds of an inning uh, for Archie Bradley. The one who I'm curious to see how this is going to play out. Um, in his six years in the majors, um, Bradley is 22-25. and 25. Uh, He's got an ERA of 3.96. Um, he did start... 35 games in his career. 26 of those were back in 2016. Um, but, you know, he, you know, overall in his, you know, in his, in his career, he's had a solid, solid career. He struck out 419 in 404, uh, just over 404 innings pitched. So Archie Bradley is a great pickup, I think, in, you know, in terms of, this club and what to expect. I think bringing him in will add a lot just because of, you know, just the stability in the bullpen alone. 
uh, that is something that certainly does, you know, does help, you know, with that um, and bringing in, bringing in Bradley. And then that's going to take a lot of the, the pressure off of Russell Iglesias and, and a couple other guys to where it's not going to be as, you know, hectic in terms of, you know, trying to get things all set up for the, you know, the team and in the bullpen situation, and everything like that. So, uh, again, the Cincinnati Reds, I think they were one of, I'm going to say one of three teams, four teams probably, that, that did a great, great job of getting better. And I think that they are one of the winners of the trade deadline. I personally didn't think this team was going to make any moves moving forward. And I, I kind of thought that this was going to be a year where they were just going to kind of let it ride and see how it was going to play out. Uh, in terms of, you know, what they did, they, you know, they went out and they made the moves to improve this ball club. And, you know, it's something to watch out for as we're going to move forward um, in this crucial stretch now that the Reds do have where they have to they have to come out and they have to, you know, make a they've got to make a strong push now if they have any hopes of making the playoffs. But bringing in guys like Archie Bradley and Brian Goodwin will hopefully help that in terms of, like I said, taking off a lot of pressure from the guys who are playing now and who have who have struggled because those guys flat out have to step up and play. And Eugenio Suarez is one of those. Joey Votto is another one of those players that has to step up. Um, two guys that have just that have not done that. And, you know, this Reds team has to, I mean, flat out has to do it and has to get it done. And uh, that's one thing you can expect. Um, you know, I, I think these moves are going to help kind of push those guys along. But in terms of what you're looking at with this schedule, Reds have a game tonight and tomorrow against the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, that's a team right now that you're looking up at. You are two and a half games back of the St. Louis Cardinals in this division. The Cardinals are 13 and 13. Obviously, they have a lot of they've they've got some they've got some work to do because they their schedule is going to be tough. It's not a favorable schedule moving forward. Um, in terms of the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, in all fairness, same can be said about the Cincinnati Reds. But, you know, over the next two weeks, the Cardinals have three doubleheaders. Now, they have in a – so the rest of this week, they've got two more games against the Cincinnati Reds, and then they go to Chicago and play a basically a five-game set over four days. And they return home, and then they play doubleheader against the Minnesota Twins. Then they go to, or then they move on. They stay in uh, in St. Louis, where they play doubleheader against the Detroit Tigers before hosting the Reds again for three. So, in all fairness, over the next, the remaining this week and the next two weeks are, you will see the Brewers and Cardinals play two doubleheaders. The Pirates and the Cardinals will play two doubleheader or play a doubleheader. Uh, the Tigers, Twins, and Cubs will all play a single doubleheader against the St. Louis Cardinals. So again, over the next, the remainder of this week and the next two weeks, the Cardinals will have a total of six doubleheaders, and that is just—I mean—that's going to be, you know, key for this Reds ball club for them to come out and take advantage of that because now you have two games here against the St. Louis Cardinals today and tomorrow. And then you're off on Thursday and before you have a four-game set with the Pittsburgh Pirates, a team that you should have manhandled 
earlier in the season, and unfortunately, um, they they got they got hit pretty hard, and, and they did not play, you know, and didn't appear to play their best baseball. So now the Reds have a chance to make up a lot of ground before things get pretty nasty uh, in terms of your schedule, remaining schedule, where the Reds still have to face the Cardinals. Um, uh, once, I'm sorry, it was kind of hard to read there. They play the Pirates twice, the Cubs once, but you still have to face the Brewers, White Sox, and Twins to finish out your season. So now, again, things are still pretty tough here for the Cincinnati Reds Ball Club as they have to move forward. But here's your chance now. You go out there and you see your team, you know, playing the way they have been. Again, under, you know, they're, they're below expectations. They are underperforming like we had all hoped and thought that this team would play. We thought they would be a much, much better than what they are. They have not been. Now, you're looking at it and you say, okay, what can we do to make this team better? Well, the front office did that. They went out and made some moves. Now it's up to these guys on the field now to come out and make it happen and make those moves or make, you know, make the front office look good for you know, going out and making those moves. So, um, again, the Reds went out and, and and they made some moves. Like I said, plain and simple. And here's the thing: now you look at what the rest of the division did. Only the Cubs were the only the ones that went out there and made some moves that were, you know, worthwhile for this ball club um, or for their ball club. That was it. Other than that, the Brewers just made one trade where it was kind of. You know, they got rid of David Phelps, so there was one of their better players, and they acquired a couple players, but, you know, they got rid of Gerard Dyson, so there's some guys that they got rid of, you know, that, okay, so the Pirates are still in the basement of the division, okay, the Brewers you're still looking up at, but they got rid of um, the pretty solid pitcher in David Phelps, the Cardinals did nothing, and only the Chicago Cubs were the ones that really went out and did anything of significance, so... With that being the case, now, the division, I mean, it's time for these guys to go out there and make a move. Go out there and go make things happen, and that's what I want to see here. But uh, other than that, that is pretty much it for this episode here. I just kind of wanted to get out there and, and, and take a look at what the Reds did and, you know, and see what, you know, see what comes of it. Because uh, there's a chance for, you know, this team to make a solid move, and they're going to have to make a move. Uh, in, in terms of these standings and get things going in this division if the Reds have any hope of making the playoffs here in 2020 and expanded playoffs to be, um, you know, to be exact. So, again, it's right for the taking here for the Cincinnati Reds. Now they have to go out and do it. They are they put themselves behind the eight ball, but now is their chance to go out and continue to, to make it happen. So, uh, with that being said, Um, That's going to be it for this episode here. Make sure you check us out on impactsportscincinnati.wordpress.com. Again, the website is impactsportscincinnati.wordpress.com. And then throughout the Major League Baseball season, every Sunday, I go out and I do um, either a video or uh, obviously the audio recording here of the Reds Weekly Recap, where I discuss the Cincinnati Reds and what their last week has been like in terms of their play. So make sure you check that out. You can go on the YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash Chris Asbrock. Make sure you check it out. Subscribe 
to that page or uh, like I said for this audio version here you are hearing it on anchor.fm slash Chris Asbrock as well um, and this is dispersed out to where all your favorite podcasts can be heard so make sure you check that out as well other than that thank you guys so much for your support make sure you follow me on Twitter at I am Chris Asbrock and at IS Cincy on Twitter and as always For any of your fitness needs, for your fitness products, any of those needs, make sure you check out fnxfit.com. That is fnxfit.com. And use the promo code BDIESEL for 15% off your next purchase. And that promo code does not apply to subscription products. So again, any fitness needs you have, any fitness products, any gear, anything like that, make sure you go to fnxfit.com. Use the promo code BDIESEL for 15% off. And as always, remember, we rise together. Everyone, thank you so much and have a great day.